Today's reading is Psalm 111. Praise the Lord. I will extol the Lord with all my heart in the counsel of the upright and in the assembly. Great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. Glorious and majestic are his deeds, and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works, giving them the lands of other nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever, enacted in faithfulness and uprightness. He provided redemption for his people. He ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. This is the word of the Lord. It's good to be with you today. I've been not away for two weeks, but I have not been here for two weeks in this particular position, and so it is good to be back here to bring this from what I think God has been working on my heart on since I read this song a couple of weeks ago in a morning activity that I have. Can I ask the question, have you ever heard of the term clutter blind? Clutter blind is where you are going to look for something, and as you go to look for it, you are dead set sure that after you have looked in those particular places that it is not there. That thing of utmost importance is not present at all. And so you go and you tell someone else, I cannot find that very thing that I'm looking for. Can you go in there and look for it? And they walk into the room or into the car and they look and immediately see the thing that you're looking for. Uh, we call that clutter blindness. What tends to happen is as you're looking for the thing that you're looking for, you are seeing all the other things that are not the thing that you're looking for. And they are distracting you from seeing the thing that you're looking for. You're, you're, you're seeing things that should have been put away, or you're seeing things that, why is that in my room right now? How did that get here? I don't know who put that there. And you're, and you're seeing that, well, the bed was not made. And you're noticing that the book that you were reading, somebody has shut it and you didn't have a chance to put your bookmark in it. And, and you're recognizing all these things and, and you just can't see the thing that you're looking for because of all the other things that are filling your vision. You are clutter blind. I think for those of us who are walking in a relationship with the mighty God, for those of us who have been called in that way, and I think for those who are investigating, <laughs> are trying to figure out, why am I up on Sunday morning sitting in a church? I think that we have a tendency to be clutter blind. 
by the things of this world, by the troubles and tribulations that we see, whether they are very personal or even macro, globally, worldwide. We struggle as we see all the things that are happening. Uh, maybe for you it's not the, the temptations and the trials that are hitting you, the, the trouble and the suffering you're feeling. Maybe your clutter blindness from not seeing God and all his goodness comes from all the good things that are happening in your life. You've had a great holiday and you're getting ready to go back to a job you tolerate or love. You're going back to a time where you'll enjoy. Maybe, in fact, it's your final year of doing that job and you can't wait for the end of it so you're super excited for it to begin because as soon as it begins, it will end and you will be free. Maybe it's that you are uh, got a promotion or something has happened that it's just like your life seems to really be grooving along so well. Interestingly enough, I'm not seeing many nods of affirmation on that one as I did on the other one. But we become colorblind by both good things and bad things. Those things that take our eyes off the goodness of God and what he provides. And we tend to then focus on them. The psalmist here calls forth this beautiful psalm of praise, reminding us, reciting for us the good things of God taking our eyes up off of the clutter and putting them on the thing that we should be looking to and for. And so I think there's some beautiful things that we see happening in this psalm. The first thing that I want you to recognize as you look at this psalm is that it is God who is the active participant in your life and in my life. God is the giver. God is the cause. God is the mover. And yet we, as those who are looking to him, become the receivers. We become the ones who are actively grabbing hold of what God is giving us. We are those who are not causing these good things to happen. But we are gathering up the benefit. How do we know that? Well, he says, praise the Lord, right? Great are the works of the Lord. Glorious in majesty are his deeds. His righteousness endures forever. He caused his wonders to be remembered. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people his power by giving them the lands. He works with his hands and they're faithful and just. They are established. He provides redemption for his people he ordained his covenant forever. I don't know if you're like me. That's a good thing. It's good to know that it does not rest upon me for God's purposes to be accomplished. It does not rest upon me for me to receive the good things that God has provided. It doesn't rest upon me or it does not rest upon you to get it right because it is God who is doing all of these things. God has a plan and a purpose, and he is moving to accomplish that. 
He is moving in a way in all of his activities, in all of his actions, in order for us to see and trust his goodness and accept it and live in it. But it's not just that God is the one who is doing it. It is that it will not fade away. It won't depart. It is never ending. It is forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Notice, let me just read these, and I want you to count them on your hand with me. Glorious and majestic are his deeds, and his righteousness endures forever. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He is, they, uh, the works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever. Enacted in faithfulness and righteousness. He provided redemption for his people. He ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. And then at verse 10, to him belongs eternal grace. There are five things there that we see that are forever and ever and ever. That, that the things that God is bringing to us, his very goodness does not end. Now in our world, we are apt to be those who are easily disposable. There are things like fast fashion and fast food. Electronics become cheaper and cheaper to where just a few weeks ago, it cost me less to buy a new printer than to buy the ink that would go in the old printer that we had that was not working. So what the, and it came with ink. So it means that every time my printer dies, I can just chuck it out and get a new printer for $68. I'll tell you where it is, you know, I'm not getting paid for that. <laughs> and it comes with the ink. That's how disposable we are. That's how temporary we think of things. Oh, that will fade, that will end. But for the moment, it's good. For the moment it serves its purpose. For the moment it gives me what I need. And yet the psalmist here is reminding us that God's goodness, his mercy, his greatness, his righteousness, his covenant, and his praise are forever and ever and ever. It will not fade. It will not go away. And so for us, as those of us who are walking or trying to discover if this Jesus thing is even worth following, when we begin to get cluttered with the things in our vision, this psalm is a call to look up and see God's eternal goodness and eternal plan that he is doing and accomplishing to take our gaze off of those things and see him high and lifted up. So that as we engage in the very things that are causing us not to see that goodness, as we look back down, we are able to walk in wisdom 
and follow his precepts and understand him. As verse 10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and all who follow his precepts have a good understanding. In our prayer of confession, we talked about neglecting the word and Holy Spirit. His precepts bubble up from the Word, and Holy Spirit helps us understand what He's saying. His precepts are made known to us as we dig deeply into the things that He has given us in the Bible. And Holy Spirit guides us in our understanding of that. And it's in those places that we have a good understanding. That word good is the right understanding. Not just that it's a, yeah, I've got a good grasp of that. But that the understanding is correct. Because it is seeing God for who he is. Seeing myself for who I am. And who am I in this passage? Who are we in this song? We are those who he delights in. And that we delight in him. We are those who receive food. Sustenance. We are those who see his power. We are those who walk in his faithful and just deeds. We are those who are receiving of his covenants. We are those who can praise his awesome name forever and ever. Now, two more things as we sort of step into this. You'll notice the verse one says this I will extol. Now that means to praise God, but with vigor. <laughs> to praise God with might. To go all in. It also, that word can mean to confess. That sense of saying, you are mighty, and I know it from the depths of who I am. With all of my heart. And where do we do that? In the council of the upright and the assembly. We are not called to do this by ourselves. When I'm clutter blind and I call Shannon in to, to show me that my glasses are on my head. Or her phone is in her hand. <laughs> when we do that for one another, it is us reminding each other to look up. Look up and see the goodness of God. Because all by ourselves, we will continue to be cluttered blind. We will continue to look at the things that are not going the way we think they should. We are looking at the things that maybe are going exactly the way we think they should. And it causes us to lose sight of God's goodness and grace to us. And so we need each other. And that's one reason why we sing and we gather together on Sunday. It's so we can rehearse and recite God's goodness with each other. We already touched on this a little bit, but I want to go back to it. It also means that we must know his precepts. It means we must dig deep into the word of God, relying on the Holy Spirit. We can't just look at the Bible and go, that's an old book that's set aside, or that's difficult for me to understand. I know it's an old book, and I know it can be difficult to understand. But again, we do it together. We get into it, and we read it. And we discuss it. We might even disagree about things in it. 
But ultimately, as we work to hide it into our hearts, as we work to put it into our brains, as we work to have it rest in our stomach, as it becomes of who we are, then we will have right understanding. And the Holy Spirit will lead us. As I've been studying this psalm sort of over and over and over again, a psalm, old hymn, keeps coming to my head. And it says, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. I want you to notice one thing about that hymn that I think is so crucial for us to remember. This looking at God's goodness is not Pollyanna. It is not denying the things that are hard in this world. It is not trying to just imagine a better life. When we turn our eyes upon Jesus, when we see God's goodness past all the clutter, the earth does not disappear, but it grows strangely dim. Our eyes turn and focus on God's goodness. And we find relief and peace and courage to walk through this world that is difficult. Let me pray for us. Father, we ask that in these words today that they will bring glory and honor to you. That in them, if they are not from you, that they will not take resident in our heart and in our mind. But if they are from you, that they will. And that in doing that, they will bear good fruit unto you and that they will bring glory and honor to your name. It's in your holy name, Jesus, we pray these things. Amen.